November 25th. Our scripture reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 8. We'll go through chapter 4, verse 6. We'll read about life in the church. Imagine having to remind Christians to show one another love and courtesy. But as James chapter 4 shows us, not every local assembly is a place of peace. Not every local church is a place of safety and refuge. We'll read about being in the world. Anybody can suffer for doing wrong, but Christians must learn to suffer for doing what's right. Of course, Jesus is the example for us to follow. We witness not by making noise and fighting back, but by showing meekness and fear. A gentle witness can make a big difference in a violent world. Do not be controlled by the past. This is one of the lessons here in 1 Peter chapter 4. People who have been born again through faith in Christ should not allow the old life to control them. The past has been buried, and they are new creatures in Christ. Furthermore, life is too short to waste it on godless living, especially when you realize that one day we will all stand before God. And let's begin now our reading today in the New Testament. November 25th, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, through chapter 4, verse 6. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, full of sympathy toward each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate when people say unkind things about you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God wants you to do, and He will bless you for it. For the Scriptures say, If you want a happy life and good days, keep your tongue from speaking evil, and keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Work hard at living in peace with others. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and His ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't be afraid, and don't worry. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if you are asked about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But you must do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then, if people speak evil against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ also suffered when He died for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but He died for sinners that He might bring us safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but He was raised to life in the Spirit. So He went and preached to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And this is a picture of baptism, which now saves you by the power of Jesus Christ's resurrection. 
Baptism is not a removal of dirt from your body. It is an appeal to God from a clean conscience. Now Christ has gone to heaven. He is seated in the place of honor next to God, and all the angels and authorities and powers are bowing before Him. So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude He had, and be ready to suffer too. For if you are willing to suffer for Christ, you have decided to stop sinning, and you won't spend the rest of your life chasing after evil desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are very surprised when you no longer join them in the wicked things they do, and they say evil things about you. But just remember that they will have to face God, who will judge every one, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached even to those who have died, so that although their bodies were punished with death, they could still live in the Spirit as God does. Psalm 119, verses 65 through 80. The Word of God can encourage you in times of affliction, as we shall see as we read this psalm today. What life does to you depends upon what life finds in you. If the Word is in your mind and heart, affliction can bring out the best in you. If not, it may bring out the worst in you. The school of suffering never graduates any students. So ask God to teach you the lessons He wants you to learn. Now God made you and knows best how you should manage your life. The Bible is His how-to-do-it manual for making life work successfully. It tells you how to use your body and mind, how to handle your time and money, and how to make right decisions. Obeying it can keep you from getting into trouble and hurting yourself and others. Do not wait until all else fails before you read the instructions. It may be too late and the price might be too high. Psalm 119, verses 65 through 80. You have done many good things for me, Lord, just as you promised. I believe in your commands. Now teach me good judgment and knowledge. I used to wander off until you disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. You are good and do only good. Teach me your principles. Arrogant people have made up lies about me, but in truth I obey your commandments with all my heart. Their hearts are dull and stupid, but I delight in your law. The suffering you sent was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your principles. Your law is more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. You made me. You created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, O Lord, that your decisions are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it.
Now let your unfailing love comfort me, just as you promised me your servant. Surround me with your tender mercies, so I may live, for your law is my delight. Bring disgrace upon the arrogant people who lied about me. Meanwhile, I will concentrate on your commandments. Let me be reconciled with all who fear you and know your decrees. May I be blameless in keeping your principles. Then I will never have to be ashamed. Proverbs 28, verse 14. Blessed are those who have a tender conscience, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble.